Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith. And I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. <laughs> so so um, last week we, speak, we spoke about suffering. The suffering of the cross. Uh, how Jesus died on the cross. And why did he have to suffer and die and go through excruciating pain? And why was this a whole spectacle? Was it just for him to become a historical figure, a hero? Was it just to look like, hey, look, what I can do, I can rise from the de- dead? No, actually, we, we, I, I believe that when you suffer, you see. Jesus didn't die just for a spectacle on a cross. He died so that we could see who our heavenly father was. He didn't die for the sake of it. He died so that we could see spiritually. We, we could see why we're here, why, we're, why we've been designed to worship God. That's why when people coming in, they begin to worship it. Things like fear and anxiety begin to shift and begin to leave. So we could see. When you begin to see who you truly are, It changes the direction in which you go. It it, it changes the passion and and the things in which you pursue in the suffering that we see. And and so sometimes suffering is a bit like grapes being crushed in the wine press and and in the vat. And what happens is out flows juice. Out flows, uh, there's a flow that comes from the crushing. Uh, and, and in the same way we see in the Bible, uh, the word uh, in olives, we talk about anointing oil. Some of you maybe heard of anointing oil. We anoint people with oil, the Bible says. Um, and the oil comes from olive, olives being crushed. And when they're crushed, it releases oil. And that oil is symbolic of the anointing of, from the Holy Spirit. And, and, and the problem is the anointing doesn't come without the crushing. And if we have a bunch of people in here that just want to come for a, a, a nice feeling service or we want to get into a relationship with Jesus and just want the nice feelings of comfort and never have to change and never have to go through any suffering or any pain or any hardship, what's going to happen is we will never have the true power that Jesus died for. We'll never have the true power of the cross that will allow God to work through you and tell your story that will change other people's lives so they can see and that's why when, when you go through a mess, God gives you often a message in that same area. So if you've been hurt by, by a certain type of relationship, often that's where your message is going to be. If worship has greatly impacted you, often that's, where, that, that's the, the kind of worship, that's the kind of thing that you want to help people experience. If prayer is something that, that you've experienced breakthrough in, it's often a place where you want to do ministry in because that's where you realize there's power in. If it's helped you through a hard time. And so this whole, I want to focus on new wine this morning, new wine. So, so we see grapes are then turned into wine. When, when they ferment, they, they come, become this thing which we call wine. Wine in the Old Testament, we see often um, it's symbolic of new power. It's symbolic of a promise. It's symbolic. So, and that's the problem. If we don't talk about the suffering first, it's, it's so easy just to talk about the promised land. 
So often we go into churches and, and, and environments where it's full of faith and we talk about the promise, this, the promise, that. And we're all, we all thinking about the promise and flowing with milk and honey and flowing with new wine. And that's great. But the problem is if you're not, not at that place right now and you're going home and, and you're in the wine press and you're getting crushed, there's a disconnect. Because I want to think about the promised land. It's great. It's a nice idea. It's, but, but in reality, there's brokenness. There's a crushing. I've just lost uh, these friends. I've just lost this job. I've just lost, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm afraid. There's all kinds of fear welling up inside of me. And I'm thinking about a promise isn't fixing the crushing. And sometimes we've got to understand that there's, there's a period of crushing that we need to suffer well in and have faith in. And understand that when in process, it's not the end. It actually often when you're, you're suffering loss or you're in any kind of crushing, crushing season, often God is preparing you for a greater day ahead. And so we see new wine in, in, in the Bible often t- it means the promise that God has for you is, is certainly underway. It's, it's, you're going in, in that direction. So we, hear, we see here in Deuteronomy 33, it says, so Israel will live in safety. Jacob will dwell secure in the land of grain and new wine where the heavens drop dew. So, so they're talking about the promised land. They're, they're, they're probably in a suffering season, a crushing season. Um, uh, but, but, but God's speaking to them and prophetically uh, speaking into their situation and saying, listen, this is only part of the process. You're in the process, but the promise is coming. Some of you right now, you're in a process. That it's not nice to get crushed. It's not nice, but it's a part of the process in order for the promise to come into fruition in order for you to get to that finish line, in order for your life to have purpose, you've got to, you've got to go through the crushing well. But some of you, if you, if you get crushed or if you're suffering in some area of your life and, and you get bitter and you put the walls up and you stop attending church or you stop meeting up with those friends that, that are good for you or if you, if you start pushing people away, what happens is you're getting crushed but, but, but the promise is still, you stop going towards the promise, you stop going towards the purpose that God has for you and you've basically jumped off the path. And so I find this really interesting that when we look at Jesus and, and when he came uh, with, a, with the first miracle within the Bible that we know of uh, w- was to do with wine. He brought new wine into a party, into a wedding party, into a bar. <laughs> what? Yeah, he brought, <laughs> what, what's Jesus doing? We would never do, we wouldn't, wouldn't even talk about that. And so you know, I was thinking this morning, uh, as I was using my iPad for my notes now, a few, about a few weeks ago, maybe five or six weeks, um, I was upstairs and I usually print my notes out um, and put it in the file just because that's what I've always done. And it was comfortable. And honestly, I wasn't sure if I trusted the iPad. Um, what, if, what if the battery runs dry or the Wi-Fi doesn't work? Or what if something, what if I can't see it in time? Or you know, it just doesn't work out for me. And I didn't even want to think about it because I was comfortable in the old way. I was comfortable how it used to be. And, and what happened was with the printer, um, when I was upstairs preparing, was the printer wouldn't work and it ran out of ink. <laughs> and I promise you I didn't want to kick the printer at that point in time or there was definitely no swear words happening upstairs in church. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> I just sense that we, we were a religious spirit 
rising up there like, what? We should definitely ask where. But anyhow, and so the printer ran out of ink. And so it actually forced me to a new way. It forced me to start using an iPad and actually go and source an iPad because I was so frustrated with the printer. I'm just, you can't rely on them things. I bought a new printer and it lasted like literally, I I barely used it. It lasted maybe a few months and then it was broke. And I'm I'm kind of mad, but but I was frustrated and angry. I'd like, what's the point in building a printer that lasts a few months? Like, what's the point? And then I I put in new cartridges and they still didn't work. Um, And so I went ahead and, and, and it forced me in my frustration to move on. Some of you in your life right now, you're frustrated with some things, with some people, with some situations. You're frustrated with the results you're getting. And it's time for new wine. It's time for new power. You see, all of a sudden now, I've got a tablet here that's got so much more power than a piece of paper. It's got so much more power than, than, a, than a folder. I can, I can take this and send it to email addresses. I can take this and change it in a moment. There's so much more power in this tablet this iPad than there was in a a sheet of paper. If I want to send some of the notes, I can do it in a few seconds via email. There's power. It's a new way. It's a new day. I had to let the old die in order for the new way to come to life. And and so we we see here Jesus, his first miracle. And, and, And I would like to parallel Jesus with John. So John was the man in which people would have said, um, John the Baptist was the man in which people would have said that he made a way for Jesus to come to the earth. He was going around preaching the word and they even thought he was the Messiah or the prophet they were asking him, but he was making a way. But even beyond that, Jesus, or, sorry, John was seen as a, a man who was very rigid in, in the way he lived, very black and white, very safe, very structured. Uh, he didn't live an exuberant life at all. He was very uh, plain and he certainly wouldn't have been at the wedding party. I don't think, in the way he was described. But, and so it was kind of confusing for people because like, what's going on here? Here's John who made the way for Jesus to come, but Jesus is kind of going into places that he never would. He's kind of living, not a plain life, but he's kind of t- he's, he's hanging about with these sicuses and these tax collectors. He's sitting down with notorious criminals. This is kind of a, a how, how do we, he's a bit radical. And see, sometimes in life there's tension we need a good foundation in the word. We need a good foundation. Like like John, we need a foundation. When we build the foundations of any building, it needs to be structured. It needs to be safe. It can't be all risky. But Jesus came in here. He's in a party. He's in a wedding party. And the wine, some of you know the story, is the wine represents, it represents celebration. The wine in the party represents joy because when the wine is flowing, uh, the party is lit, as we would say. The fire, it's, it's fully lit. They're on the dance floor. They're having fun. People are enjoying themselves. It was representation of joy. It was representation of continuation. It was representation of fun, of fellowship. It was representation of celebration of what God had just done in, in that marriage. And so what had happened was... About halfway through or, or so, um, during, this, during this, this party of celebration of what God had just done between man and woman, uh, the wine ran out. The wine dried up. And so that was, in those days, 
that was an absolute disaster. That was like a wedding photographer, uh, photographer or videographer's battery running dry. Like what? What about Instagram? What about Facebook? I was gonna get 300 likes on that, but the, the battery is ran dry. And so it was chaos, and so there's panic, and what are we going to do? And Jesus' mom came up to, to Jesus, and Jesus had never done a miracle to this point, and, and says that we need to <laughs> do something. I know you can. I know who you are. Do something. And Jesus was actually reluctant, but he ended up saying, get the containers. We'll go ahead and read um, from the next verse. Jesus said to the servant, go fill the, the jars with water or the containers with water so they are filled and fill them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water, and they'd been turned into wine. So here we see this wine word come up again. We see it in the Old Testament. We now see it with Jesus' first miracle. Everyone say first. His first miracle. We see Jesus turn water into wine. So what's happening here? What's the story? What can we read from this? And, and so the first point I have is, is new wine comes when old wine runs dry. When old wine runs dry. See, my printer had ran out. <laughs> I needed a new way. I needed a new method. Actually, the frustration that I had with something not working led me to a new way. Some of you right now are in situations that aren't working. They used to work in one season. They used to work back in the day. Even some churches, there's some methods that you have that used to work. And there was nothing wrong with them. And it was right and it was good. But, but sometimes God needs things to die in order for new things to be birthed. He had to die in order to give us new life. It was the only way that we could see. That printer had to die so that I could have new life in a new way, a more effective way, a more alive way. Sometimes the thing that you're frustrated with will, will, will actually be the thing that, that builds your faith. And I love this story of um, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. How do you say that? Steve Jobs. What is it? Jobs, okay, thanks. Just the normal way then. And some of you know him, he's the guy that uh, is behind Apple. This is an Apple product. And, and I heard this story at the weekend there and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And it talk, the guy talked about how Steve Jobs was a man who believed that nothing is impossible. And in Christian circles, we love that, don't we? Nothing's impossible. For nothing's impossible. When we need something, nothing's impossible with God. And so here we have Steve Jobs here, uh, Jobs, and, and, and he, he's trying to make this computer, and he's like, they're just doing it the old way, like my file, just the old way, the way it's always been done. And, and he's like, no, 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 we can do something better than that. I need, we need something that's thinner. I, I, need a, I, need a, I need a computer that's in a thin uh, container. Something that's, that's uh, it's easier to access. You can actually just use the palm of your hand without typing on, on a keyboard. I want something that's more compact that you can carry around. Uh, but but it's gonna need, we're going to need glass. We're going to need glass that, that is nearly like semi-permeable in some ways where you can touch it and, and the touch can actually 
go right through the glass and, and, and start to interact with an interface. And, 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 and I, like, what? That's never been done. I've never seen, what are you talking about? I've never seen that ever before. That's impossible. And he starts to go to glass companies and ask glass companies, do you ha- I need this kind of glass? They're like, there's no such thing. It doesn't exist. We don't sell it. You'll never find it anywhere on the earth. It, 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 does, it doesn't work out. And he's like, no, it's possible. It's possible. I know it's possible. And he, he went to the extent he was so frustrated because God had, he was nearly prophetic. He believed in something that wasn't there yet. Oh, oh, that doesn't, what? But he's not a Christian. But who made Steve Jobs? Whose image is he made in? And so what happened then? He got so frustrated that he took it to the very highest level. He went and started to call the president. And he asked the president, listen. Actually, what happened was he called the president. And he says, listen, you can't just call the president. You've got to make a meeting. He doesn't just take calls. You've got to make a meeting. So they passed the message on to the president. And Steve Jobs wants to talk to you. And uh, then he tried to ring Apple and he, he called Apple and he's like, you can't just talk to Steve Jobs, you've you got to make an appointment. And so the two of them are, so eventually they got, they got talking to one another and he says, listen, I need glass, glass that you can touch and, 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 and that touch can move through and touch a circuit board that will then make a screen move and I can interact. And he's like, listen, I don't know what that is or what you're talking about, but they put him in touch with a guy who then said, listen, we, we do have this one type of glass that was made in 1960. But, but no, it's never had a use, so it has actually discontinued. We made it and we didn't know what to use it for. It was, dis- it was discontinued. Well, that glass now is used on every iPhone, iPad, Samsung copy. Samsung copied everything, right? That you see today. Because Steve Jobs knew in his frustration that nothing was impossible. So what I'm going to say now to any of our guys and any team, when I ask them to do something, and they're like, it's not possible, we don't have the money, we don't have the building, we don't have the resource. If Johnny Walker or Ian says, no, we don't have a fill, I'm going to say, well, Steve Jobs can get it done. Because when you truly believe that nothing is impossible with God, God will always raise up the right man for the right job. The right man for the right job. You see, the right man. There's always a right man for the right job. If you want purpose in your life, there's a right man for the right job. Jesus died because he was the right man for the right job, but he didn't just come to leave us in our old ways, in our old sin, with our old file, with our old printer. He came to bring a new life, a new way, a new passion. If you want purpose in your life, there's a right man. Oh, I love that. Is anyone with me? Number two, new wine is to be with the Holy Spirit. So wine, it says in Matthew 9, 17, wine is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Jesus spoke of it in the association with the move of the Spirit. So here we see a few verses here in Ephesians 5 and 18. It says, and do not be drunk with wine, wherein it is, is access, so an access of wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So yet again, likening wine to the Holy Spirit. The wine, the Holy, the wine of God, new wine that God is talking about symbolically here is the Holy Spirit. 
And so we, let's look at the next verse. I think this is hilarious. In Acts 2 and 13, it says, others mock. So what's happening is the Holy Spirit has, has came down from heaven to earth. And the onlookers, the, the people are like, what? I don't understand. What are these people doing? They say, others mock said, these men are full of new wine. <laughs> Meaning, what is it? where are they getting this energy? Where are they getting this power? Why are they so excited? They must be on wine. Because people that are that excited usually are on wine, but they're out of control. But you see, Jesus came not to give us that kind of wine that, that destroys your life. He came to give us new wine. And that new wine gives you boldness to share the gospel. That new wine gives you boldness to invite your friends to church. Not because I said so, but because something wells up on the inside of you. When you get into the presence of God, the power of God comes with it. That's why when that young girl that I was talking about said, I don't know what happened, but I, I just love to worship. And, and, and the anxiety seems to bow down when I worship. Life change seems to come when I worship. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is making an exchange of power. Whereas you, you want to go take earthly wine, you take it in access, what's going to happen is it's going to, have, it's going to give you power to ruin your life. And it can get a grip of you and, and, and give you different eyesight that doesn't actually do you any good in access. And so that's why if we can get anyone into contact with anything, we've got to get them in contact with the power of the Holy Spirit. And how that happens is through surrender. And as you surrender, that's why you go public. Because I'm telling you, there's something in surrender that, that, that allows God to access your heart that releases new wine in your life, new power. You begin to die to what people think. Why? Because you've went public. Number three, new wine brings new intimacy. Song of Solomon 1 and 4 says this. So this is, this is a, a book in the Bible that talks a lot about love and intimacy and all those kind of things and um, it says, take me away with you, let, let us hurry. Let the king bring me into his chambers. We rejoice and delight in you. We will praise your love more than wine. How right they are to adore you. Intimacy. It's talking about wine and love. There's symbolism within that new wine that comes out, just like in the vats when the crushing happens. God isn't just crushing you for no reason. God isn't allowing things to happen in your life for no reason. God is allowing new wine to come and flow out of you if you let him. But how that new wine truly comes to pass is through intimacy with God, through love through receiving his love, because when you're loved, when you have, see, faith isn't just about having faith in anything. It's not just, I believe in that tree. You know, just, I love that tree. The earth has power. It's not just about having faith. I love, you know, random things. And it's about having faith that God loves you. It's, the faith is the, is, is the vehicle where God's love, that's, that's how we access God's love. It's through faith. And so when we believe that God loves us, th then what happens is our foundations become built upon God's love and not man's love. And so actually what happens in, in that case is that we can love people better because we're not relying on them to love us, to love them back. And that's why you can love your enemy. And that's why you can love people that don't uh, 
like what you do. Or, or you can invite friends that won't always say yes to church because your foundation and your love is truly built and your intimacy is truly built on God's love for you. And so there's power with that. There's the power, uh, the power of, of man loses its grip and the power of God makes its home. And I don't want you, but, but, but for me, some of the most intimate times I've had with God, actually, it's a fact, the most intimate time I've had with God has been in the crushing, has been in the time when I lost everything, in the time where I, I felt most rejected, in the time where uh, people give me their no, not their yes. That's, uh, and so what I'm saying is, if you're in a place right now where you feel rejected, get ready. It's a great time for you to get intimate with God. Actually, the rejection of man gives you the opportunity to be loved by God. But if you're going to keep focusing on man and how they didn't like you and it didn't work out, well, well, that's going to be the end of you. But actually, the end of you is often the beginning of God. The end of one season is the beginning of another. There is hope. There is faith in your life right now. If you receive it, God's done it all. He paid the price. He loves you. Before you even believed in him, he believed in you. Is anybody with me? Three people. And lastly, as the band come ahead on up, new wine often means a new way. Where there are where there's new wine, new wineskins are needed in Matthew 9 and 17. It says, neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the, the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Well, what's a wineskin? A wineskin is a container. And it was like a container that was used, that, that expanded. When the wine was poured in, the container expanded because the wine fermented and obviously there's gases and different things coming out of the wine. And so it expanded and stretched, but the problem is if it was used multiple times, it would eventually break because like an, it had like an elastic limit. And so what they had to do was when, when new wine was being poured in, they needed a new container. Because if they didn't have a new container, all of that fresh goodness, all that hard work that was done to prepare the grapes and to crush the grapes and the purpose of that was to produce powerful new wine. Some of you in here, well, what is, the, what is the container? The container is your ways. What way are you doing things? Some of you know that God's got more for you on the inside. He's got new wine. He's got new power. You know you've got purpose. You know that God isn't finished with you. You know that some things didn't work out how you expected and you felt crushed and you felt let down and you felt broken. But listen, God uses every bit of it. God, God would say nothing is wasted. But the problem is in order for that new wine to stay, that new power in your life to stay, you've got to do things a new way. And that's why when we tell people who come from death to life in Christ, a new creation, that's why, listen, you might have to let go of some old friends. Two cannot walk together unless in agreement. You may have to, to let go of some old habits if you want to contain the new power, the new wine that God has given to you. 
You might have to, to start those areas where you're afraid and you're holding on and you're holding on to all of your all of your you know all of your encouragement is all going to yourself. All of your resources are all going to yourself. All of your all of your power is all going to maintain yourself. Tell me that'll leak. That'll leak. That that won't build your life. That won't build relationships in your life. That won't build community in your life. God's new way is that you lay down your life, you give it away and trust him. And then as you give and you serve and, and you live your life for others, God will build your life. As you build his kingdom on earth, he will, he will build your kingdom. He will look after everything else. Your family and your friends will come with that. But seek first the kingdom. And then it starts with intimacy. It starts with trust. So let's go ahead and stand. See, it wasn't too long ago that the old way was using an organ on a worship team and now we use a keyboard. But it came at a cost. There was a crushing. There was a rejection. It wasn't too long ago that drums were of the devil. But there was a new way. There was a new method. So, so, some, it wasn't too long ago that maybe some of you have had old habits and God's calling you to have new habits. So maybe some of you have some old friends or old places that you're used to going and, and God's calling you right now to, to have some new places and new habits and new ways. There's maybe some areas in your life right now that you know are wrong and they're not surrendered and you're looking, you're afraid and, and you're trying to control the situation. And you've rejected some people because of it. You're, you're afraid of intimacy with others and with God. And maybe it's time that God's saying, listen, let go of that printer. Let go of the way of doing computing. It's time for a, a new way. But you, gotta, you mightn't see it yet. You might think you can access it yet. You might even be able to find the glass for it yet. But it's out there. But if you believe, if we can get, if you can have faith in that God is for you, and He's put power inside of you to do things that are impossible right now to the human eye. Maybe, maybe you're a business person, and you have some stuff inside of you that you know that it might work. And maybe God's trying to confirm to you because God's called you to be a king of the kingdom to be a provider for the kingdom, for the church to reach more people. Maybe God's saying, listen, you gotta go for it. I know you haven't seen it done before, but I'm telling you, take a risk. Go ask some people, make some phone calls, even though everyone's rejecting you. If you know in your spirit that it's something that God's put deep down inside of you, you gotta go for it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we'll see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast.